and we welcome you to a special Disney at Play, where we bring to you the first reopening day of the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. It has been a full day, a good 12 hours, and got it. You got to understand, as an annual pass holder who lives in the backyard, I don't usually go for a full day in the park. I usually just do two, three hours, and I do that about two, three times a week. So this was a big day and uh, arrived uh, around, wow, 7, uh, uh, 45 or so. And uh, the park was opening at 9 and uh, we are going to go through several uh, video segments that are going to, that you can listen to here on the podcast and later on you can go see on the notes page. We'll put all those together so you can see all the visuals uh, on our notes page. But we're going to start uh, after we got parked, we got on the bus to head toward the Magic Kingdom. And that's where we begin uh, with our first segment. So let's go head to the park. We are on the bus heading toward the Magic Kingdom. So far we have gone through the Toll Plaza, which opened about 45 minutes prior to the official opening time. Usually it's open much earlier. They kind of held cars out there. Um, then they pulled everybody in and had a very uh, systematic way of parking everybody so that they, uh, by the way, some of these buses that have been repainted are beautiful. I'll try to post the Cinderella and the Star Wars one. But anyway, in the parking lot, they, they did a job of, of actually um, parking everybody systematically so there was space in between everybody who was parked at least going into parking now they may fill the spaces later but at least you were able to get out of your car without getting close to anybody in that parking procedure then uh, we went through the screen check in the tents we'll have images all of this on our show notes page um, I was interested in the vending machine that sold masks if you didn't have any that was available for you went through the screening process and in the screening process what they did was they um, uh, the screening process was just a quick fever check that went quickly but then in security what they did at that point is they had gotten rid of the clear plastic bags they just asked you to take out metal out of your bag and they put that into a container and then you walk through um, the machine with your bag. They didn't seem to care that you had wire. I had a wire in my bag. That didn't seem to be an issue. It was really larger uh, metal type things like an umbrella. And, uh, and then we had an option of going through and taking the Staten Island ferries or the monorail or the buses. Clearly, I'm on the bus. They have a place where you um, will actually um, stand while you are waiting for the bus that is uh, socially distant from the next person and then what they do is uh, they line you up one by one into the bus and to the same assigned parking or uh, seating area I'm number three you see the three across from me it includes where I'm sitting and across from me because there's plenty in case you have a family of four or five, they'll put you in those spaces. 
again, providing plenty of distance from everybody else on the bus. There were plenty of buses. And now we are almost inside. Uh, we're almost ready to disembark from the buses as we arrive here at the station. Let me just say, I knew I had arrived in the park when I saw the monorail whiz by. And for all the complaints I had over the last several years about the monorails, let me just say they were a welcome sight to see. The highway in the sky looked as beautiful as ever. So let's head on into the park. The reality of it is, is uh, that didn't happen so fast. I ended up getting to the turnstile and the light went blue instead of green and the individual immediately without bringing in a cast member, uh, one of those guest relations hosts in plaid to kind of take a look at the ticket. The cast member immediately sent me over to the guest relations uh, windows on the far right as you enter to have the uh, problem checked out. And uh, that's where we go to the next part of our story. So despite making multiple calls to make sure my annual pass was in order, I was rejected at the gate. So here we are. And uh, we're in a standby line to actually uh, figure out what's the deal with my annual pass. And uh, it's a little bit of a disorganized line once you get past the umbrellas, but people are trying to still maintain some social distancing. And it uh, looks like I'm in here for a fairly long wait. Thankfully, there's a little bit of a breeze and uh, it's a really kind of a nice day for a summer day. You'll see that uh, there are individuals who are trying to uh, take care of the queues and welcome guests and uh, you see beyond their security admitting folks coming in from the resort buses and beyond is uh, the train station so hopefully uh, hopefully we'll be in soon so thinking about it for a few minutes i decided that i would go back to the turnstiles and see if going through I could get a cast member who is a guest relations host to take care of me. And uh, I had to do a little pleading and there were very few guest relations hosts and hostesses working, but I finally got one. It took about five, six, seven minutes, but it was a fraction of the weight I would have had otherwise. And I was into the park. so. I'm not gonna belabor that. I just think that the systems are just struggling to talk to each other now that the park is back open. It's the same kind of issue that existed when uh, the banks, uh, or when they withdrew four months worth of annual pass dues, which was uh, really awful, but it was a mistake. So I have to acknowledge that. And um, anyway, at this point, we're ready to go into the Magic Kingdom. Long story short, uh, I'm in the park and couldn't be more thrilled to be here. I don't want to rob myself of the magic by talking about what happened in the TTC uh, or the ticketing area, but uh, it's just a great moment to enjoy being back here at the Magic Kingdom. It is a beautiful day and right now coming down the street 
is friends of Winnie the Pooh, Rabbit, Piglet, and Eeyore. And the man with the honey bucket. Bless his heart for being here. And here we are. We're moving down Main Street. People are waving on the side. And they seem genuinely happy to have us back here. And uh, it is a beautiful day. I cannot believe that a day in July could be so beautiful. Up in front on the right-hand side is uh, one of the ambassadors, Stephen, and uh, he's here firsthand, waving to everybody. How are we doing today? Good morning. How are you doing, We're Stephen? Excited to be here. Yeah, and I understood you. I think your ambassadorship is being lengthened out. One more year. We're excited to be here. You're around. okay with that? We're excited to be around. Good for you. Congratulations. Best day ever. Thank you. Have a great day. Good morning. Good to see you all. Good to see you. Welcome back. I'm on camera. <laughs> All right, we are coming down Main Street as we speak. I love how they remind, create this reminder of wearing a mask by having this little Mickey on a stick. Yes. Mickey on a stick, we gotta find a place to buy that, you know? Mickey on a stick. Here we go, we are near the Starbucks, which has its own formidable queue going forth. And, uh, um, most of the entrances to the shops on Main Street are exits right now. Um, there are longer lines later on. Um, but I think the thing to really uh, take note of is the castle, which um, in the bright sun kind of works. And, uh, and so we're moving in that general direction. Lots of management out on the street, kind of catching a glimpse of how things are going. And um, lots of just generally goodwill. Crowd is very reasonable for what is 9.15 in the morning. see guests lined up to have their own picture but no photo pass folks um, out in front of the park um, you'll see that the trash receptacles have signage for safety purposes folks filing off into the different lands familial places and uh, we're gonna march right up to the castle, I think. I think this is the day for being at the castle. So we're gonna head right in that direction and uh, excited to do so. By the way, this is all being played out 
as a video as well as a podcast. So you can enjoy it from either format as it's being completed. What do you think? There's still construction cranes. There's probably a few more details to be ironed out. In fact, you could see um, that the painting on one side has been um, completed out. And then you go to the other side, if you could see this other side, it's still a, a paint by number experience. And uh, it has yet to be uh, finished out. A lot of gold trim. Let's move through the castle corridor. We see the carousel in the distance, and the beautiful mosaics of Cinderella. the adjoining shop which had been kind of made as a, an extra place for bippity boppity uh, merchandise and, and belongings. Let's swing backwards. See the castle from this angle. I think uh, I think it's a good look for a golden anniversary and uh, I give it a, a pretty good thumbs up right now as uh, we go through, we're gonna pass closely by the carousel and head over to Fantasyland Forest. Everything is looking beautiful on the carousel. Moving on beyond into the Fantasyland Forest area. And uh, let's go check out what's going on at uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride, which right now is a 40 minute wait. So by no means unreasonable for any other day. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually moving a little faster. Um, in that 40 minute wait, especially because there are no fast passes being handed out. But then again, I haven't seen the end of this queue, which extends over here. Still people are walking. You don't see a lot of just standing in one place. They stop for one moment and then they move to another. And I think that's the thing to note here. Without the fast passes, the movement in the line goes a lot quicker and seems a lot less um, overwhelming as you go through the experience. So, over here, wait time is five minutes for Winnie the Pooh. So, uh, and I don't see anybody waiting over at the teacups over here at, um, 
Fantasyland. We will continue. I think we're gonna move toward Goofy's Barnstormer. And while we're there, we'll take a check, take a look at uh, how construction is proceeding on Tron. You can hear the coaster moving out. There it is, heading up the walkway. And you see there is spacing between parties. In fact, actually one of those coasters is sitting empty. Now that is also adding to the length of time, the length of wait, but it also, if you look down here, you'll see that for Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride, they have uh, neatly laid out a very long set of strips for waiting. And it continues to curl all the way around the, uh, the mountain, um, probably past Storybook Circus, and uh, probably towards the Little Mermaid, if I wouldn't be too surprised. Let's see how far this goes. Yep, continues to move through. And there's some umbrellas too to kind of provide some relief from the heat. We'll uh, explore that section of the park a little later. But meanwhile, let's head towards Storybook Circus. And uh, I think uh, this is a good opportunity to do Goofy's Barnstormer, as well as check out Tron. Note that Dumbo is flying both pachyderms, although there are no guests right now, the beginning of the day. So very little weight. And uh, over here, Casey Jr. is splash and soak. Well, uh, there is no splash or soak because of uh, this attraction. This little water play area is closed during um, this. COVID time. See over here, uh, it's practically an empty coaster. And uh, so we will just take a little quick turn and check on our little Tron project over here. Just a little project going on with Tron. And uh, this looks tremendous. In fact, uh, I think we'll get a better view going up here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back through the queue and uh, let's, uh, let's check out this Tron from a slightly elevated place. Good morning. Oh, right over here. See the train station still down because of construction going on with Tron. Probably will be for for the remainder of the year. Um, but over here, it's a good opportunity to see what's going on with Tron. And it's exciting to see how this coaster is just jutting out at the end. You see stanchions for what will be the kind of the pavilion that covers that area. So this ride will be able to operate under any kind of weather without any difficulty. Behind it, you see Space Mountain. It's looking good. The show building is ginormous. What you're seeing here is really much of the ride actually takes place indoors 
uh, like Space Mountain in a very Tron looking world. That little side building uh, that you see on the side that's smaller and shorter, that's really where they're going to put the trains when they're not in movement, when they are in maintenance mode. Um, and uh, by the way, you could kind of see the train tracks leading out toward this. They're gonna cut through uh, this whole area in some way, cut through between all those pylons and uh, make it through. So it looks, uh, looks pretty exciting. Uh, meanwhile, we'll take a, a slightly easier coaster ride on uh, Goofy's Barnstormer. So let's do that. So I did the Barnstormer and uh, that was fun. And then I headed over and saw that the Tomorrowland Speedway, which was crazy because I don't really care for that attraction, but I think there's nobody in line here. I kind of take advantage of something where there's nobody in line. So I got in line and did that, but it was still a slow line because they had seven ride vehicles working. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. Went over to the Astro Orbiter which I generally don't get a chance doing because it's a very slow moving ride, not a long line, but there's usually, um, it's, it's pretty slow moving because they got to move people uh, up and down elevators. There was nobody there practically, and you get your own elevator. So it still took about 10 minutes to get into the Astro Orbiter, but it was great and it was just it's such a beautiful day. Headed back over, had a chance to do Peter Pan's flight, Seven Dwarfs ride, and then took an opportunity to just get a little bit of a root beer float and that brings us to uh the seating area near storybook treats and we'll have a chance to chat from there i am back in Fantasyland, and uh, in a little corner here near the uh, princess meet and greet uh, which is a pretty empty location right now since there are no character meet and greets you know, maybe you could put a dark ride in that space. Who to think? Any rate, um, the question of the day is: What was the first Disney attraction to utilize social distancing? The answer would be the Tomorrowland Speedway, because those cars you could bump into each other, and you would still be pretty socially separated from each other. You might have whiplash, but you would still be socially separated from each other. And uh, it was a little, a little comedic this morning because uh, that probably has been the, one of the longest lines I've waited in. I thought, ah, this will be nothing of a line. And yet they had maybe seven cars operating uh, on the entire track and they could have easily done a few more and mm, perhaps had people wait a little less. That said and done, this has been a cakewalk. I came into uh, Peter Pan's flight uh, before I got this uh, Rubier float, and uh, I could see the line stretched out way in front of the um, attraction and down the way into what is um, called uh, Peter Pan's alleyway. It goes to a Utilidor location or a gate, a drop, Utilidor drop area. Anyway, it just weeds forever. And the sign at the entrance said um, that it was a five minute wait to get on Peter Pan. And so I went to the cast member and I said, it surely can't be a five minute wait. And she goes, 
Oh, I'm sorry. It's it is probably 10 or 15 minutes at this point, and I'm thinking it still can't be 10 or 15 minutes going through this whole standby line. Well, I stand corrected because it was about a 12-minute wait getting on Peter Pan, and I don't know if you can understand this, but the this experience for me is like being in the 1970s again, because without FastPass you are never waiting in line. You may be in line, but you're always moving in line. Take Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which was a 30 minute stated wait. Ended up only being 20 minutes. And by and large, the whole time was spent just walking the queue. Um, there were a few things that were different. We'll put some pictures in the show notes page. The little trough where you used to play with the the diamonds and separate them out that has completely been refilled with diamonds that are actually blinking and sparkling the rotation barrels that you still rotate that surprisingly is still operating but nobody was really wanting to touch it because again you just feel you just you just don't want to touch anything everything is has a pretty clean um, presence to it. It's it everything is pretty fresh and pretty clean. So it's just it's actually a very enjoyable experience. It does get tired. This is the first time I've taken off my mask, and it's only for my Rubier float in this little gig here. But other than that, it's just been a very enjoyable morning so far. And for a July day, I couldn't ask. For better weather it's actually kind of cool and breezy may rain this afternoon but honestly this is this is so enjoyable all things considered wish you were here right now at the magic kingdom i should just note i'm a guy who has a very very smart way of doing the park so that you maximize your time and go on as many attractions as possible I was not following any of my own advice that I have polished over the years. So it's like now I'm going over to Big Thunder Mountain, which is on the other side of the park. And uh, But I have a chance to practically walk on that and do that. And then I find this little hideaway. It used to be a smoking area, but uh, that no longer is allowed in the parks. And it gives me a chance as the rain settles in to just grab a rocking chair and enjoy. Listen to our next section. So I think I found my new happy place. Here I am. Across from me is Big Thunder Mountain, but we are at the edge of the rivers of America. A light rain is falling. We're under what was once um, a keelboat landing. The keelboats used to be in uh, Liberty Square originally, but then they were moved to Frontierland before they were uh, taken away completely. Um, but here, uh, and then for many years, it was used as one of those smoking areas. But right now, it's just this quiet little corner of the park with a couple of rocking chairs. I think I could just stay here and enjoy my day just uh, looking out over the river. It is a beautiful sight. And it's a great experience to just um, stop and appreciate what I love about the Magic Kingdom as I'm uh, 
visiting this extraordinary place. I uh, had the chance to do Big Thunder. I noticed uh, as I was getting in line, they were giving an announcement that because of nearby lightning, they might have to shut down early. They didn't end up shutting early. It did stop and start at times. And I noticed there at Seven Dwarfs and here at Big Thunder that um, with guests with wheelchairs, they take a separate line, um, a separate queue. And because of that, um, that can stop the line quite a bit but other than that these queues just kind of keep moving you really don't have time to stop and look at your phone for very long because you need to move on to the next spot where you stand in place uh, i would be happy to have those standing uh stripes there forever because it gives you distance it doesn't feel like you are in a claustrophobic place with everybody else um it's it's quite spaced out but of course there aren't very many people in the park right now, so that's not a realistic thing for, uh, that's not a great business plan uh, long-term to operate with this few people in the park. Still, it's just a gorgeous time to be here. I'm gonna turn the camera a little bit. You can see over toward Big Thunder Mountain and over towards Splash Mountain. And as I turn around this way, you can see uh, the Liberty Bell and it's beginning to move on the other side of the river. Um, back towards... Yeah, I don't need to say anything else. It is beautiful. I was hoping Tom Sawyer Island would be open, but it hasn't opened yet. Said it would be one of the attractions that opened. Um, but it didn't open during cast previews and it hasn't opened so far today and it's nearly noon. Um, but the thing I wanted to do on Tom Sawyer Island, I'm doing right here. So I'm enjoying just, just taking a moment to listen to the rain, hear the sounds of the river and enjoy the magic of being here at Walt Disney World. From there, I make my way over to the Country Bear Jamboree and then over to Pirates of the Caribbean, which had reopened after being closed for a few minutes, did uh, Aladdin's Magic Carpet Ride. I never do that. Um, did the Enchanted Tiki Room, uh, enjoyed the Hall of Presidents, enjoyed the Haunted Mansion, and then headed over to have lunch at Skipper's canteen and uh, I bring you uh, a little moment from uh, inside the restaurant. I am here at Skipper's Canteen in the Sea Room for the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. In fact, if you look right up behind me on the map, you'll see a very familiar Hyperion balloon. Uh, it is lunchtime and I'm just taking this opportunity to get out of the crazy heat and rain and humidity. Um, and I have to say, I've just totally enjoyed this day. I have not been waiting in line for any attraction for, I would say 15, oh well, actually 20, 22 minutes for Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride. That was the longest, most have not been over five or 10 minutes throughout the day. A Haunted Mansion was practically walk-on. 
Um, Peter Pan was only 10 or 12. So it's really been, uh, so was uh, Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, Pirates was a walk-on. So it's been a really great day. A little bit of closures because of lightning in the area. But uh, all in all, it has been just a great opportunity to just get back into the spirit of the Magic Kingdom and to enjoy uh, my time here. And uh, the food and beverage experiences have been interesting. I think that's going to be maybe even a podcast in and of itself. Um, but there is not an attraction, there's not a shop, a retail experience, there is not a food and beverage experience that has not been altered and affected and impacted by the COVID situation. And every place I go, I am just impressed by the things I see that I don't even really think about um, taking place. And yet um, they've been uh, implemented into the experience. A great example of that is a, was getting off of Pirates of the Caribbean. The moving walkway was not in operation. In any other time, I would say this is a situation where there was a breakdown and not working, but in a post-COVID situation, it makes sense because you don't want guests handling the rails. Um, that's where you're gonna transport a lot of stuff you don't wanna transport. So, And so just walking up that ramp makes it so much easier to not have to take the rails, to just walk right up and just everywhere I go, there's just some little aspect of it where it has been modified to better the guest experience. Very positive. After lunch, I had a chance to go on some more attractions. In fact, by the end of the day, I had done nearly every operating attraction, some 22 rides and shows throughout the park. It was a big day and uh, it was a fun day. It uh, rained out at the very end. In fact, I was thinking as it was uh, getting cloudy, it, it just kind of reminds me of when the park is open the day before the hurricane and like there's lots of people in the morning and then come afternoon, people are thinking, maybe I need to hunker down somewhere. <laughs> they, the park gets emptier. It, it felt a little bit like today was the day before hurricane day. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is the park opens again tomorrow and the day after and the day after that. I have uh, so much more to talk about, but the evening is getting late and I wanted to make sure this podcast was out tonight uh, to share with you. Again, there'll be more videos, so check Jeff Kober, J. Jeff Kober on YouTube and uh, that's K-O-B-E-R and uh, we'll have links in our show notes and so much more. Uh, there's lots to cover, but I wanted you to get a sense of the opening day. We're gonna be heading over to the other parks and covering as many as possible in the days to come. And we're just excited about that. Uh, so please make sure you subscribe and hang with us on our podcast as we reopen Walt Disney World. Again, thanks so much for being with us. And remember, as Sinbad says, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. See you real soon.
videos. So check Jeff Kober, J. Jeff Kober on YouTube. And uh, that's K-O-B-E-R. And uh, we'll have links in our show notes and so much more. Uh, there's lots to cover, but I wanted you to get a sense of the opening day. We're going to be heading over to the other parks and covering as many as possible in the days to come. And we're just excited about that. Uh, so please make sure you subscribe and hang with us on our podcast as we reopen Walt Disney World. Again, thanks so much for being with us. And remember, as Sinbad says, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. See you real soon.